Hello and a warm welcome to you my dear listener from wherever you are. We are here again and this is the new life program. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamokwa. We are more than glad to have you on board. Today, the first segment will be on family life, and Pastor Kigundu will join us to talk about simple communication tools. Thereafter, Sister Becky will join us during the Bible segment. But before we do that, coming up is the song, The Lord is Coming, Are You Ready? by Faith for Today Quartet. Sit tight and enjoy. Let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God and in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for back dear listener that was the lord is coming are you ready by faith for today quoted you are listening to the new life program coming to you live from the heart of nairobi this is adventist world radio the voice of hope and now on family life pastor kigundu joins us with more on simple communication tools
Dear listener, we want to welcome you again to our program, the Abundant Life Series, which is based on John 10, verse 10, where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. We are convinced that this abundant life encompasses our marriage. And today I want us to look at simple communication tools. So, dear listener, let me ask you a question. How good are you at mind reading? How about your spouse? Now, how many times have you heard or said similar statements to this? Well, she should know how I feel about this and how it would upset me. She has eyes and must see I could use help. Why do I have to ask for it? No one would have to ask me. If I have to ask for, you know, why bother? Do I have to spell out everything I need from him? Now, do any of the above statements and questions sound familiar? Through experience, though, we have learned that when mind reading is taken out of the marriage as an expected form of communication, husbands and wives and families can be spared a multitude of unnecessary frustration. In the Bible, God tells us, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. A wise man has great power, and a man of knowledge increases strength. For waging war you need guidance, and for victory many... Sorry. A wise man has great power, and a man of knowledge incre increases strength. For waging war, you need guidance, and for victory, many advisors. That is Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 6. So to help us to wage a victorious war against miscommunication, would like to share a few simple communication tools from some gifted advisors. One idea comes from Dr. Stephen Williams. This is what he says, Often when we get flustered, we don't listen to each other. And then even when we start to listen, we interrupt the other person. He suggests that couples flip a coin to determine who will talk first. The winner of the coin toss then has three minutes to talk without being interrupted by the other person. At the end of those three minutes, the other person has three minutes of uninterrupted time to respond. That is found from the article Fighting Fair in Marriage, posted at cbn.com. Another communication tool comes from smartmarriages.com, and a woman explained the following technique which helped her and her husband when faced with the daily decisions like, would you like to watch a movie, or should we have my parents over Thursday to see, she explained. Sometimes it can be difficult to determine exactly how the other person really feels based on his or her response. So to take the mystery and guesswork out of the decision making quiz, sorry, so to take the mystery and guesswork out of the decision making quiz, sorry again, so to take the mystery and guesswork out of the decision making equation, we quantify our feelings about a particular proposal by doing the numbers. Here is how it works. Formulate and state the question by saying, 
how much would you like to and then you ask the question and then end it with a statement of action like you know to watch a movie or to have my parents over on thursday next pause a moment to come up with a number between 1 and 10 that quantifies your feelings about the activities under consideration. Zero means that under no circumstances do you want to do it. Ten means you definitely want to do it. Five means you are completely neutral. When both spouses have a number in mind, count out loud to three and then state your respective numbers. If the total of your numbers is 11 or greater, then do the activities. If the total number of your, if the total of your numbers is 10 or less, then don't do the activity. With this system, you don't end up doing things that a that sorry. With this system, with this system, you don't end up doing things that neither of you really cares to do. Nor does the more forceful personality impose his or her will on the more easygoing spouse. Because you know that 11 is a cutoff and you share your numbers together at the same time, it's possible to express a honest assessment of how much or how little you want to do something without there being as much pressure, plus it's an easy tool for anyone to use. You can even have an index card on your refrigerator that outlines these basic steps so it's handy to pull out and use whenever needed. Sandra Aldrich, sorry, Sandra Aldrich's book, Men Read Newspapers, Not Minds, which of course is unfortunately is out of print, gives another communication tool you could use. It's called a creative number technique, she wrote. While trying to make a decision as to whether to attend a family event, my friend's husband's gentle resignation caught her attention. As she pondered the dilemma, she turned the invitation over and drew a chart five squares in a row, numbered one to five. She labeled each square in a row from one to five. Then she labeled each square, one, I really don't want to do this. Two, I don't want to do this, but I am willing to talk about it. Three, I don't care one way or another. Four, I would like to do this, but I wouldn't die if we don't. Number five, yes, this is very, very important to me. This lady's husband surprised her with how strong he felt on the issue because he didn't appear to have such strong feelings on the matter. After discussing the subject matter, they came up with a plan that made them both agreeably happy. Sorry. After discussing the subject matter, they came up with a plan that made them both agreeably happy with the decision. And as Sandra shares, that good bonding time would never have happened if she hadn't come up with a better way to communicate with her husband. This simple tool can also be written on an index card and put somewhere close for reference. Sorry, this simple tool can also be written on a card and put somewhere close for handy reference at the appropriate time. Another communication tip you might use, this is from the article Fighting Fair by 
Dr. Stephen Williams, he says, make a deal with your spouse that when you resolve the conflict, you'll do something together that you both enjoy. This could be going out to dinner, watching a movie, or anything else that will motivate you to find a resolution quickly and then reconnect to each other in a loving way. It just makes it a positive thing because a lot of times arguments can go on forever and ever. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3 verse 10, Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. And therefore, as we close this presentation, we pray that the above tools will help you and us to leave pride behind and truly work towards approaching communication wisely. May the Lord give you a strong marriage. If you are just joining us, this is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamokwa. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song, My Jesus, I Love Thee, by Faith for Today, quoted. We still have a great show going on. Don't go anywhere.
My dear listener, thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. And now, please join me as I welcome Sister Becky for the Bible segment. Her messages exalt with purity. Be blessed. Our great God has afforded us an opportunity to be in His divine presence, and it is a privilege daily to walk by the Savior's side. Surely the Lord has made it possible for anyone who believes to be a partaker of the divine graces that abounds day by day. God's grace is sufficient not only to the righteous but also to the sinner because it is his grace that is a teacher compelling us all to forsake our life of sin and walk daily by the Savior's side. I am your sister in Christ, Becky Arunga. I invite us all to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we give thanks and praise unto your name for every good and every perfect gift that you have bestowed upon us. Thank you for your loving kindness and for your word of truth that is a guide unto our lives. Now, dear Lord, as we study your word, we pray that you may impress upon our minds by the gift of your Holy Spirit, that we may be able to know your truth that sets us free. Give us utmost concentration till we come to a close in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Beloved of God, I do not tire to remind us of the duty that God has called us amidst the chaos in the world. The duty that God desires that we all may come to a knowledge of that as we continue in our lives day by day, many shall know that surely the Lord is with us. The only reason why all this makes sense is because God loves us so much. Every Bible story is punctuated with the love of God. Every Bible story points to one thing, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That because God loved the world so much, he did not desire the condemnation of the world, but he desired that the world through his son, Jesus Christ, may obtain salvation. But how sometimes we lightly regard the call God has given unto us is a pity that we cannot, that we cannot afford to just let it go. We need to speak highly of that which God has bestowed upon us and also apply ourselves entirely to the service of our master. We live in a situation where the walls of respect have been highly broken down. And essentially, we have a confused situation in our society where there is no longer respect between the young and the old, between the young amongst themselves, and even amongst the very elderly people. And where do we go to when we find the foundations of society shaken? The sure place to find guidance is chiefly in the Word of God. And the Word of God teaches us day by day that we may follow it and it gives us different life skills that are able to bail us out and to assist us in every situation that may come our way. The book of 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 1 and 2, reading forward, 
tells us of the obligations and duties that we owe to each other in light of our Christian responsibility. As I make this statement while studying the Bible, we realize that many relationships have been broken down on account of lack of respect. Many church relationships have been severed because we have forsaken the testimony of God. But this is what God constantly is reminding us. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5, 1, 2, Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, with all purity. Now, there is a standard that God is bringing to view at this particular instance. God is telling us through the writings of Paul that do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father. That is to mean that whereas an older man may be in error, it is not proper to castigate them. It is not proper to cast accusing and pointing fingers at them. Why? Because the accuser of all brethren is who? Is Satan. But God desires that we should exhort them as a father to mean that as we speak to them, as we pointing out the mistake that might have happened, we have our conversation laced with salt, with respect and the honor that we give our parents. As in, even as the word of God says in his commandment that honor your father and mother, that your days on earth may prosper. That commandment that God through Paul is trying to elevate it, to apply not only to parents, but also to elderly, older people. And so he says that do not rebuke an older man, like do not accuse, do not point fingers at, do not castigate, do not speak ill of but what should you do exhort him as a father now this is made against the backdrop of the doctrine of scripture of the things that god requires of us to meditate upon but how sad a state is in our churches and in our dwellings in whatever place we are in that many people have forsaken the wise counsel of the elderly and are now pointing fingers, blaming them, castigating them, and shoving them left, right, and center. That is not the spirit of a converted person. A converted person, as the word of God speaks, tells us that we do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father in all purity. That essentially shows that whereas we are not condoning sin, we actually pointing the older person to Christ from whom all blessings flow. We are pointing them to Christ who is the sinless Lamb of God. We are pointing them to Christ who gave up everything that you and I may obtain salvation. Secondly, it says, younger men as brothers. I mean, when we are dealing with younger men amidst us, the Lord requires us that we deal with younger men as brothers, just a situation of fostering the brotherly love that exists amongst us. It is said that it is such a joy divine when we lean on the everlasting arms of God as a family. And then later he says, older women as mothers. There is a thin thread that is running continuously in this exhortation. The fact that God is using filial relationships amongst people in their families 
to show how relationships amongst believers ought to be like. That God is essentially bringing the fact that the family is the first church. And therefore anything that happens in the family according to the will of God ought to be replicated amongst all other believers. That's why the symbolism of the elder people as fathers, the younger men as brothers, and the older women as mothers, the younger women as sisters, this whole filial affection that comes to view goes forward or rather continually shows that the family of believers is one united under the banner of Christ because we can only stand up for Jesus in as much or as long as we lean continually on his everlasting arms. And so, beloved, I find no other better way to make us know this one thing. Many people speak of love as something that is just amorphous, something that can is intangible. Of course it is intangible, but God is love, and love is of God. God has blessed us in our families. God has blessed us in our churches. But how many times we have allowed our relationships to break down because of our selfishness. God is calling us to an elevated point of view and is telling us, exhort the older man as a father, the younger man as a brother, the older woman as a mother, and the younger women as sisters with all purity. This will go a long way in fostering the Christian relationships amongst us. Even as we join hands together in making known the gospel of Christ, in joyful hope we wait for his soon return. And so I beseech you, if there be anything that is in your heart that has prevented you, that has been preventing you from living up the standard that God has set before us, seek him earnestly in prayer. He will forgive if only you believe. So this day, appoint you to a savior who has died and is, rose, and is risen again and is more than willing to fulfill the desires of your heart by forgiving you, if only you believe. Let us pray. Thank you, everlasting Father. It is indeed a reminder that is so timely at such a time as this when relationships have broken down. God, we pray that you may guide us, lead us, comfort us, and may we experience the joy of salvation that is found in you. Glory and honor be unto your name, O blessed Redeemer. For this I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for finding time to be with us. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. Till we meet again, goodbye. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Email us at awr at Until next time, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you. Abundantly. Let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God and in me. In my Father's
says of God. 